Kids to bed, dad's home. We are the DWO podcast representing the dad world order. Yeah, yeah, I am the handsome head of household, Mr. Magnificent Mike Martin. With me, as always, my counterparts, we got Big Rig Eric Maffey. What up? Last but not least, the handsome fella. Wrestling T-shirt guy, save us. All right, what up, y'all? How's everybody doing tonight? What up? What up? What up? Hunky dory. Hell yeah! Can't complain. Yeah, it's been uh, a good I mean, day. I could, but nobody listen. Hey, there we go. That's better. Hmm. Sorry about that. My mic was hooked up to my AirPods and not my microphone. Anyway, as Mr. Magnificent said, we are the DWO podcast. I am Big Rig. He is Mr. Magnificent and the wrestling t-shirt guy. And of course, we have with us today a very special guest, Mr. David Barnabas Spector. Sir, how the heck are you? I am decadent. I am destruction personified i am a distinguished gentleman and above all else gentlemen i am the leader of professional wrestling in ohio in any other state any other country any other continent david barnabas specter reigns supreme over all and for those of you who don't know there's not much hyperbolic statements in that particular uh, spiel he just gave us. This man is everywhere, and he has managed everyone, and he has taken them all to success. I've seen it myself. Most recently with uh, some private friends of mine being Roach, uh, seeing them take the Cincy Wrestling Tag Team Championships away from GK Fam. And that was such a miraculous event. The dads were there in person. And I got to say, man, you I'm are steady. a master at your talent, man. You are uh, – how many years do you have in this in this particular career, man? I started to train for a career in professional wrestling many years ago, probably roughly a little over 20 years ago. Uh, a lot of stutter starts and stops along the way. The original agenda to become an in-ring competitor. But as time passed, opportunities came and went. It became abundantly clear inside the superior mind of the leader that my forte was not in actually soiling my hands and getting inside the ring myself. My forte was through my intellect, was through my voice, was through my leadership, my ability to be an advocate, be a managerial mind for those individuals lost 
in the tumultuous seas within the world of professional wrestling. Thus, for the past several years, I have become, without question, one of the most predominant professional wrestling managerial minds in the United States or abroad, period. Not just on the independent scene, but anywhere. Preach. He's not kidding. If you don't Roach, Roach, Stevel, and Ryan Wilde are two individuals that I have known for quite some time. As a matter of fact, when I made the decision to move forward within the world of being a managerial mind in the pro wrestling ranks, Stevel was the very first individual that reached out that wanted to secure my services. Hmm. A lot of time and, and circumstance and situation passed, like ships passing in the night. But finally, things aligned, and I was able to, again, work with Roach. And second time, only the second time that we have worked together, they are already the Cincy Wrestling Tag Team Champions. The eighth tag team that I have led to an eighth tag team championship in wow. eight different promotions in at least four different states. Wow. Those to are my recollection, the only other manager that even comes close to that when it comes to tag teams is the ever so famous Captain Louis Albano. Oh, shit. I was going to say maybe Bobby Heenan, but Bob, Bobby, Bobby is the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time when it comes to managerial minds. But when it comes specifically to tag teams, Captain Lou, head and shoulders above the rest. Huh. Yours truly is very rapidly gaining ground and starting to catch that number of tag team championships that Captain Lou was able to secure, whose careers he was able to manage over the decades that he was a part of this wild and crazy art form known as pro wrestling. Absolutely. And what a fantastic art form it is, uh, by the way. I just I wholeheartedly agree with that. I love wrestling. Go ahead. Especially Cephas. from the managerial standpoint, that's something I'm a big fan of. Like me and and the guys, we're actually all kind of going in and rewatch every single episode of Raw just for fun, just so we can talk about it. And and watching the older stuff is where I really see the mastery of the manager. And to see somebody like I, I can tell that you have studied all of the good managers. I, you have a bit of Heyman in you. You have a bit of Bobby in you. You have a bit of Slick Rick in you. I mean, you have. Paul Bear. Uh, yes, I feel to you that is is really, really cool, man. I I feel like uh, if you had the uh, right uh, vehicle, you could lead an entire show by being a heel manager. You know what I mean? You could make the the Legion of Doom, if you will. You know what I mean? I feel like you're yeah an integral piece for something like that. But and and I will say that I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate the thought process. I appreciate your vote of confidence. Everything that you just said in all reality is 1000% correct because ultimately it is only a matter of time before yours truly is in the right place at the right time with the right opportunity and the right collection 
of curiosities and abnormalities. Human pawns in my cerebral game of chess. Individuals that will help to take myself and anyone that is wise enough to follow the leader all the way to the promised land. Being the land of milk and honey, the land of fair money and fair opportunity, where yours truly can properly pull the strings and stop worrying about existing within the world of the normals and create a world of my own. A world where those who fall outside the category of being normal, of being just so-sos, individuals that are okay with being complacent, those individuals are cast to the side. And in their, in their replacement, as they are pushed into the nether reaches, as they are left to rot in the alleys and gutters of their normality, so will rise a generation of individuals that want more, that want to unlock the true essence of who they are. Psychologist and psychoanalyst Carl Jung talks about shadow work and incorporating the shadow self. I am the individual that possesses the key to unlock the true essence of those unique talents, individuals that have every tool necessary. They just need to unlock the true essence, the true power that lies inside of their minds, in their hearts, and in their souls. And I am the catalyst the human skeleton key, if you will, that will allow us to unlock that true potential and ascend to that next level of superstardom in the world of professional wrestling. The managerial minds that I have studied over the years are the absolute best of the best. I am a student of the art form. I am a student of the game. My love affair with professional wrestling dates back to watching world-class championship wrestling out of Dallas, Texas. Before Paul Bearer was Paul Bearer, he was Percy Pringle III. Gary Hart has been very influential on my particular style of managerial success. Skandar Akbar and Devastation Incorporated, a, a direct comparison to Darkness Worldwide. Bobby the Brain Heenan, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, Paul Ellering with Hawk and Animal, the Road oh, yeah. Warriors. Do you remember a tag team named The Crown? Right now they're in Florida. If you want to talk about a modernized version of Hawk and Animal, it's The Crown, and yours <laughs> truly has managed them previously, and if anyone is going to be their modern-day Paul Ellering, it's yours truly. So I have studied at length the greatest managerial minds, in addition to individuals like Kevin Sullivan, like Jake Roberts, individuals that took psychology to a whole different level, operating on a completely different frequency than the rest of the wrestling landscape. That's why I stand apart and am separated from everybody else because I'm not playing the same game and I am certainly not playing by the same rules. I look at this in a completely different fashion. I am looking to reimagine the role of a professional wrestling managerial mind 
one step at a time, one town at a time, one territory at a time, one state at a time, one nation at a time, nothing will stop the ascension of the leader. Man, speaking of fashion, brother, you sometimes are head and shoulders above when it comes to presentation than it than some of the actual wrestlers. Some, some of these people come out in their ASICs gear and you look like a million bucks. So that's something I, you know, that's when you talk about the whole package, it's clear you study the whole package of wrestling because you, you know, that you've got the little nuances that, that, that really help, man. And it set people apart. Perception is reality. Yes, sir. When any performer walks yes, through the curtain. Right there. Oh, we have a comment from BS the cold one. I don't know if you know who that is, but that he is, said uh, that you're definitely that, in a world of his own. <laughs> that's Mr. Brandon Couch. Oh, okay. former coast. Oh, okay. I didn't know his, his handle there. But indeed, perception is reality. So when a performer walks through the curtain, if they want to be seen as a star, if they want to be seen as a serious contender, a serious threat within the professional wrestling landscape, one's first impression of that individual is priceless. And first impressions cannot be done a second, third, fourth, fifth time. They have to be done right the first time. And when an individual walks through that curtain and walks down that aisle, they have to not only look the part, they have to breathe the part. They have to eat, sleep, and live that part. They have to ooze that part from head to toe. They have to believe it. And if they believe it wholeheartedly, 1,050%, then all of the insectoid fans will also believe. Whether people love me or love to hate me, they can't deny that I am fully dedicated to the craft. That I have put... Every ounce of blood, sweat, tears, hard work, sacrifice, dedication into being something completely different than everyone else. And a huge part of that is presenting oneself in a way that is far different than the herd. And I dare say that there isn't another managerial mind. In all reality, there's not another performer, period, that looks the way I look that dresses the way I dress, that speaks as eloquently as the way that I speak. If there's someone else out there, please inform me of exactly who that is, because I'd be very interested to meet that individual, because they (laughs) would be someone that I would actually like to sit and talk with and potentially learn from, but I don't think that individual exists. So how does a manager like establish themselves and distinguish themselves from, you know, kind of being their own uh, persona versus, you know, just kind of being uh, riding the coattails of, you know, an in-ring performer per se? So the role of a professional wrestling manager today in the modern landscape of pro wrestling, they are difficult seas to navigate. And the approach that I've taken has been a bit of a controversial approach, a non-traditional approach, because I market myself as my own entity, that I am a performer, that I am an entertainer, that I am a persona, which typically goes against the grain of how most of the wrestling 
community sees a manager. They see a manager more as someone that's in the background, not someone so at the forefront. What I have found is that by making myself a special attraction, if you will, that I've been able to draw interest to moi. And in the process, I've been able to attract the right kinds of talent, the talent that fits my persona, my agenda, my vision. And by virtue of having the right talent, the focus that is brought to yours truly is also brought to that talent. Excuse so that me, I'm able right to... I'm sorry. You're good. I'm able to bring that spotlight to the act, to the faction, to the team, and everyone benefits. And when I need to be seen and when I need to be heard, I am. And when I'm not, I fade into the background. But some of the main things that can help a manager, a young manager, an up-and-coming manager to separate them from the rest, to help them stand out from others. It's exactly what I'm doing right now. It's the art of the promo. If a manager can't talk, then why are they a manager? If you right. are an advocate and you can't deliver an appropriate promo that puts yourself and more importantly, elevates your clients, then why are you in that role? But the art of the promo in and of itself can help to separate really any one talent, but especially a managerial mind. Because if you're going to be in this field and your specific role is to enhance and to promote your clientele, your faction, your team, you have to do so by any means necessary. And one of the main means is through the art of communication. So, so you're kind of like the puff daddy of wrestling. <laughs> well, they dress. I have I haven't quite heard out. it put that way, but <laughs> speaking perhaps. of your team, though, we got to bring up a few of the people that you have managed. One that you're currently managing right now that I'm a huge fan of. I've not seen him in person yet, but Maurice the Strong, uh, that gentleman is impressive. He is he's an impressive young man. I I I, I and you, you talk about complimentary. You guys work so great together. It's almost uh serendipitous in a way, like the way that you guys you're very you fit together well. You know what I mean? Like you guys are a good combo. Where did you run into him and how long have you been working with this guy? Maurice the Strong approached me in a different incarnation initially and he was an individual who had been trained who had some experience who had a tremendous look and most importantly had a passion a drive a desire to succeed the likes of which i had never seen in another talent before and once he and i got together and started to discuss options and opportunities. The formation of the concept of the circus came about and he was transformed through the vision within my absolutely brilliant mind 
into becoming Maurice the Strong. And Maurice and yours truly have dominated Memphis wrestling for quite some time. Okay. And right now, Maurice is doing what he needs to do to prepare for the future. But soon enough, the circus will resume. And Memphis wrestling and anywhere else that is blessed and fortunate enough to have yours truly and Maurice within their ranks will benefit or be oh so sorry that we exist and we are there because we are not waiting for any individual to hand us opportunity. We are going to snatch opportunity, take exactly what we want, and Maurice, his stature, his look, his ability, his incredible strength, it is all second to none. For sure. I definitely agree. He's definitely one of your your uh, your, your str- well, stronger talents, but uh, pun intended, I guess. But uh, he's definitely a strong man. But I also, uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. I absolutely love to hate. Uh, well, I don't know. I might even hate to hate one of your particular clients. And uh, at Cincy Wrestling, I don't know if you noticed, while I cheered for Roach, I did not quite cheer for Icon Lee. I can't even believe I said <laughs> on I can't stand him, but I, you know, I, I'm starting to wonder if I like to not stand him. I don't know. I, uh, he is definitely a controversial uh, young man. Icon, Icon Lee, controversial to say the very least. That's an <laughs> understatement. But you see, Icon Lee falls within the category of a number of different talents that I choose to work with, that I choose to collaborate with, that I choose to lead. For he is an undesirable. I'm an undesirable. Roach is an undesirable. To a certain degree, every single talent that I work with is an undesirable. Meaning that they are individuals that, for the most part, the vast majority of the wrestling community just didn't want to work with. For whatever reason, they have fallen through the cracks. They have fallen by the wayside. They have fallen out of favor with the powers that be. And in all reality, those are the exact individuals that I want to lead. Because they have something to prove. They have something within them that makes them want to strive for for not just a modicum of success. They want it all. They want everything. And even though Icon Lee's tactics or approaches may be non-traditional... And perhaps occasionally he rubs people the wrong way. I can assure you that Icon Lee is a highly intelligent young man. And a young man that, above all else, is a social media marketing machine. He is a master of bringing attention to himself and to any match or program or rivalry he is a part of. On a side note... To give a glimpse into the world of Icon Lee and yours truly that perhaps most of the fans are not aware of, we, over the past several weeks, have been taking part in filming 
a Hollywood movie what? being shot in Louisville based around the life and career of women's wrestling pioneer Mildred Burke. Oh, yeah. I saw that. about that movie. No kidding. So that, that movie, be on the lookout when that is released. Cool. Perhaps you'll see David Barnabas Specter. Perhaps you'll see Icon Lee. Perhaps you'll see a whole host of local wrestling talents and oh, wow. some national talents that you will most certainly recognize, including a certain manager, a legendary manager, who I will not say or name, but very interesting that all of these individuals are included in that project. But these are the types of things that yours truly and Icon Lee are a part of. Again, even though he is very easy to dislike by the vast majority, I love Icon Lee. I love Icon Lee because he is not afraid to blaze a trail that others fear to tread. Again, undesirables are willing to do whatever it takes to succeed in this business. And that's exactly why I enjoy working with that young man. I find yes. myself a bit of an undesirable, to be honest what? with you. I, I, I think that's why I, I, I gravitate towards uh, the darker spectrum of things. And just to, to on the contrary, on it, I find myself very desirable. <laughs> Speaking though, uh, you, you my, mentioned my. being in the movie. Uh, have you done any acting besides that? I I did a movie with Mickey Rourke once. I granted, granted, I was a, a an extra. I was an extra, but I, I still need to bring up the fact that I did a movie with Mickey Rourke. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he knows that I'm saying there. Any acting uh, yourself other than the the wrestling movie? As of yet, I have not. It is something that I hope to get more involved with in the future. Uh, most certainly. I think anyone typically that's involved within the professional wrestling scene, that there's there's yeah. always a part of you that has a desire to want to take that step into the world of acting, into the world of big screen entertainment. So yeah, I certainly in the future, uh, it's very possible that you know, I, I have essentially gauged interest in some independent filmmakers on if perhaps they would want to utilize yours truly and some of my unique clientele. So thus never say never. <laughs> is there a couch involved? God. Good Lord. Welcome to the dad world order. I mean yeah. you said undesirables. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of undesirable. <laughs> oh, God. Preposterous. Preposterous. Uh, yeah, I know. That's my... You know. Can't... You can't... Uh... <laughs> Can't, we can't excuse him for who he is. You know what I mean? That's just... I do gotta say, I appreciate that our, our beards are, like, almost the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a similar pattern going on. It's good luck. It is. I'm happy to see that my influence has benefited you. Yeah, look at that. You can, he's, a, he's a mark. But, you know, speaking of, like, you know, uh, most actors, I mean, even seeing, like, someone, a character like The Undertaker, someone who's stuck to, you know, uh, stuck to their guns, per se, for, you know, for so long, and for sure. him to even venture out into something like that is, I think it was really cool. 
So tell us about some people we may not know that you have worked with. I, I know quite a few of these local people around here. I actually don't even know. Are you from the Cincinnati area? Where you seem I like you're here not. all the time. Where, where are you not. So, so I am originally from upstate New York. Okay. Okay. And I, I have, I have been located in the greater Cincinnati area for the last several years. But in regards to my professional wrestling career, I traveled to a multitude of areas. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee is certainly one of the primary areas that I operate from. Uh, Lumberton, North Carolina with Ring Wars Carolina is another home base of mine. School of Morton in Chucky, Tennessee is another area that I have frequented. Uh, there, there are a number and there are more to come more areas that you will see yours truly branching out to um, more territories, more organizations that'll feel the presence of what a true leader has to offer. All of that is coming, but you know, on, on the resident to, to directly answer your question of other individuals that I have worked with that perhaps you've heard of. Let's see. So uh, the very first individual that I managed, and it was only for one evening, but it, it was what really started my managerial career, is I actually managed AEW star All Ego Ethan Page. Really? I managed him. I managed him Friend in a match with Rhino. So, so Ethan Page really is the catalyst for what started this entire process and what helped to get the gears turning in my mind to transfer my focus from being a a potential in-ring performer to being a managerial mind so i have to if i was wearing a hat i would tip my hat to mr ethan page who is an excellent performer and an amazing human being uh other Sick individuals bad. that i have worked with let's see so i have i have represented eric rowan uh eric redbeard from the wyatt family uh, in a match against Jerry the King Lawler uh, with from Bobby really? Fulton's promotion, uh, World Classic Professional Big Time Wrestling. Let's see, any other notables? Of course, locally, I represent Madman Fulton and Congo Kong, who have both had national and international television exposure, and both are phenomenal talents and phenomenal human beings as well. Hmm. We see Who else? pretty often that uh, uh, revolver. revolver. He's got his. He has got his. His ass handed to him by our boy Tussle Mania, though. Yeah. What's right. up? Oh Leave Tussle alone. Oh, oh. <laughs> Madman Fulton is an amazing talent. Congo Kong is an amazing talent. I think sometimes people sleep on how good Kong is, but uh, Kong is an individual that understands the business. Uh, he is an individual that has an incredible look, has an incredible presence, and when he and I work together, is magic. Absolute, pure, dark magic. Speaking of dark, man, uh, it's starting to darken around you, and you're, it's aura that it's just coming with you. <laughs> it's kind of badass looking. Kind of I'm not going to lie. Kind of look like a, there you go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is it right here. It's like it. Speaking with Works. an evil mastermind. <laughs> Maybe we are. <laughs> so were you a comic book fan growing up, man? Is that is that part of your influence? Or do you, where does your weird come from? 
Where does my weird come from? Hmm. That's a, that's a very interesting question. Everybody's got uh, weird, I, dude. I, 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 do, I do enjoy, you know, graphic novels, comic books, but really professional wrestling has always been my first love and my first passion. And through, through the world of professional wrestling, it allowed me as a young child to see myself as so much more. Hmm. It allowed me to foresee a future where professional wrestling would be the, the ticket to travel and visit the entire world. Professional wrestling was the catalyst that allowed me to expand my imagination. In all reality, professional wrestling is even what helped to develop my incredible voice. Because as, as a youngster, I had a, a tape recorder. One of the few things that my worthless father ever gave me or did for me. But in reality, it was one of the greatest gifts that anyone could ever provide. Because that tape recorder was a device that I used to record my own voice. Reading through Pro Wrestling Illustrated, reading through oh. WWF Magazine, reading through all the different publications, the George Napolitano publications, everything I could get my hands on. And I would envision myself being individuals like me and Gene Okerlund or Howard Finkel, different individuals throughout the different programming that existed at that point. And it helped me to develop this voice. And as time has progressed through my love affair with pro wrestling, my love affair with the horror genre, my love affair with abstract art, with various forms of music, everything together has helped to collaborate and create a persona and an individual unlike anything that the wrestling world has seen before. I've been compared to a lot of different individuals. But at the end of the day, anyone that truly knows me and truly knows the range of performer and managerial mind I truly am knows that there is no one else in existence that is anything like me. That's exactly why we asked you to be on the show, man. We, uh, We've seen your uniqueness live in person, and you know we definitely wanted to get a, get a taste of it here on the show. Eric, I I, I realized uh, we did we're not sorry actually Mike we did we didn't hit him with the follow up question. We we normally have a follow up question after how the heck are you? Oh, I got I gotta I gotta know, man. So so Mike, as a group of dads, you know it's it's a very uh, heavily not I wouldn't say heavily debated topic, but it's you know something that weighs heavy in our. Uh, I say judgment of a person. Um, what do you keep your thermostat set at? Hmm, my thermostat. <laughs> Typically, anywhere between 68 and 70. Boom. That is the goal. Like, that's literally the acceptable three <laughs> temperatures. 68, 69, and 70. You, you are in a special club. We need to start making a list. Especially oh, sixty-nine. Hey, nice, oh, nice. <laughs> show appropriate. I adapt, hey. gentlemen. Hey, we put the kids Absolutely. to bed at the beginning of the show. Anything goes. 
Right. You know what I found out today? You guys remember the song uh, Alan Jackson? And he said I dropped it off early, but or I, didn't go what is it? He settled for a burger and a grape snow cone. Yeah. But you guys know, know what that means? Well, hold on. Look it up. It's a burger and a grape snow cone. But is it? You, so sure you, you got to tell us how inappropriate is this? You sure about Just Google it. I Listen, what about the... the oh, Alan Jackson, man. You think you know somebody. <laughs> Mr. Spector, you spoke of the uh, horror genre. Do you have a, a Dude, favorite? There's no way. A favorite? <laughs> there's no way. It, the internet in doesn't lie. World? Abraham Lincoln himself said that. <laughs> what world does that... <laughs> Do you have a favorite scary uh, movie? Or... Taking a sharp left turn. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and reveal to, it. To, to, to answer and... your question, to answer your uh... question about the horror genre, I'm I'm a fan of a variety of different films and performers and characters, but without a question, above all else, is Doug Bradley's portrayal of Pinhead from the Hellraiser series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If there's an individual outside of the realm of pro wrestling that I have studied in regards to his mannerisms and his speech and his delivery, uh, both in film and in person, because Doug Bradley is a scholar and a gentleman. If you've ever had a chance or an opportunity to meet him at a horror convention, he is an absolute pleasure and delight to be around. If you ever get your hands on any of the audiobooks that he has voiced, they are exquisite. But Doug Bradley as Pinhead is absolutely amazing. Though I will say that the recent remake of Hellraiser, I was entertained. Certainly not as much as I am with the original telling of the tale featuring Doug Bradley. But in an effort to reimagine and to continue the franchise, I rather enjoyed the remake. It's kind of like what Rob Zombie did with the Halloween, at least the first one. I really enjoyed what he did with the first Halloween movie. For because M- Michael Myers was always my go-to scary. You know, I just like that he never spoke and he was just he was just a stone cold silent killer. Of course, and and I enjoy the Halloween franchise as well. Little known fact: Maurice the Strong is also a huge Michael Myers slash Halloween fan. Hmm. He and I are both more of a fan of the John Carpenter variation over the Rob Zombie. Yeah. But that's just our personal taste. I guess thinking in terms of like a remake or something like that, he did it justice. When it comes to scary for me, I prefer terror in a way. Like, I don't know if you know what I mean by the difference between horror and terror. Horror for me is Chucky, Michael Myers, you know, the, the little bit of... Uh, Paranormal. Cheesy almost horror? No, 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 cheesy. Just paranormal and and unbelievability to it. For me, I love, and this is just kind of a recent discovery about myself, but I really enjoy watching terror movies. And by terror, I mean something that can really happen. Someone breaks in your house and, and, you know, kidnaps your whole family type shit. I love the, the intensity of a terror movie. I love the way that it makes me feel. Did you see that one where the chicks climb the cell phone tower? Oh, bro, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The Dude, real- I, I literally could, I felt my hands sweating for the first time <laughs> in my entire life. My my hands were profusely sweating. Like, I've never been so terrified 
for some <laughs> in my life. Sweaty hands. <laughs> I, real quick, you mentioned Doug Bradley. One of the things, I mean, obviously he was great in all the Hellraiser stuff. Uh, in AEW, House of Black, before they came back, they made some teaser promos, and he actually did the voiceovers for them and made them so fucking cool. Like, just he, his voice in those promos teamed with House of Black was beautiful. I was not aware of that. I do oh know God. that he, I do know that Doug Bradley portrayed the character known as the Priest, which essentially is the precursor to Pinhead, uh, for the the very short-lived Blackcraft wrestling that I believe operated out of, was it the Pittsburgh area? Do you gentlemen remember this? No. So no. so Black so Blackcraft the clothing company. Yeah. Had mm -hmm. a wrestling promotion at one point. And Doug Bradley was actually a a character, the priest, which is essentially the the origin of or the beginning stages of Pinhead from Hellraiser as part of that promotion. Huh. I believe I believe since since you since you gentlemen are involved with Wrestling Revolver, I do believe Sammy Callahan was involved with uh, Blackcraft Wrestling when it existed. So just okay. as a uh, a trivia tidbit, that may be something uh, for you gentlemen um, when you're dealing with me. when you're dealing with sweaty hands, you can <laughs> take a moment to look that information up on the interwebs. <laughs> Maybe if we can get Sammy on the show, which we are definitely trying to push towards, but we get Sammy on the show, we'll talk about that. That definitely sounds <laughs> like how the hell do you guys know that? <laughs> there's literally I typed in Doug Bra Doug Bradley and uh, Blackcraft, and there's a YouTube video on him talking about his time in Blackcraft wrestling on YouTube. Oh, awesome! So, there you are. Send that link to us, please. I shall. So, man. Uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff coming up. You got a lot of seen I've seen on your Instagram and on your Twitter and such that you've got a lot of shows brewing. How do you find the free time to to fit all that together, man? It seems like you're everywhere all the time. Is, your, is time management something you're just kind of been good at, or uh, you just kind of so figured out to go? Time management is challenging. It's challenging to decide where to put my attention and focus at any one given time. I try to allow myself a certain level of flexibility to be able to capitalize on opportunities as they arise. Being nimble in the wrestling industry sometimes is of the utmost importance. It's certainly important to be dedicated to different promotions, certainly loyal to certain promotions, but also as a performer, you have to leave the opportunity to be able to be flexible and adaptable and to be able to jump onto opportunities when they arise. But it's a bit of a methodical approach. And when I look at promotions, I take a look at their roster. I take a look at their event history. I take a look at the coverage that they have, the attendance that they have. Is there television involved? Is there good photography involved? Is there video involved? All the above will determine if this is a, an organization or promotion that I want to be a part of. So the promotions that you see me appear, typically I'm there for a variety of reasons. And it is not just for a payday. There is a variety of 
of opportunities that exist on every show with every promotion that I take part in. But I'm strategic and I'm always looking for that next opportunity. And then there are certainly moments and times where I choose shows, specifically events, because of the individuals that are behind the scenes, because of the individuals that are there that may be perhaps the power players within our industry. And those are the individuals that I want to ensure know exactly who I am and who my clientele is. Because it's not always about that opportunity. It's what that opportunity might lead to. In many ways, that is absolute truth. It's not just about that singular night. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's about what that night can lead to. And sometimes a simple night at a promotion seemingly in the middle of nowhere can lead to so much more. And that's where an individual like yours truly comes into play because a lot of the brethren and sisterhood that I share within the world of pro wrestling, they don't always think of things in this manner. That's where I come in. That's where I do my absolute best work because I look outside the box for every possibility and every opportunity I can. With that being said, man, who is uh, you? You see a lot of independent wrestling and a lot of independent wrestlers. Uh, so, is there somebody out there who's not on your team that uh, you just think is, is somebody that everyone should look out for that you'd like to get on your team? Is there anyone out there that 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 is causing a, a stir that's not maybe local to Cincinnati that we should keep our eyes on? Is there any hot prospects out there? Let me see. There is a young man based close to Knoxville, Tennessee, named Hunter Wolf, who is legit six foot ten, is incredibly athletic and freakishly strong. He's young, but for the time that he's been involved in the business, he is very good. And if he keeps a clear head on his shoulders, he could end up doing something down the road. Hmm. There is essentially a talent everywhere I go that I feel that with the right promotion, with the right individual behind them, that they could end up achieving massive success. But even individuals here in our own backyard sometimes go unnoticed, sometimes are taken for granted. One such individual is someone that I have indeed worked with in the past, but only a limited capacity. And moving forward, that may change. That may drastically change. And that individual is named Eric Fallen. Oh, I Eric, love Eric, Eric Fallen and yours truly have known each other for quite some time. And we have indeed worked together previously. But things have changed. I have evolved and fallen If you've paid any shred of attention to what he's doing, Mm -hmm. just physically look at him. Yeah. He is more dedicated. He is more passionate and more driven now than maybe at any other point in his entire career. His physique has improved tenfold. His ring work is on point. 
And most importantly, he knows that in addition to Ohio, the secret key to success is to venture beyond the boundaries of Ohio or even Indiana and Kentucky. The true secret lies in expanding his reach, venturing out into new territories, testing the waters, and proving why he is a true special attraction. As a matter of fact, recently Fallen traveled to New Jersey and performed on a show that also featured Abaddon from AEW and did very well for himself and made a solid impact on that crew and on those fans. And that in and of itself is proof positive that he is heading in the right direction. But the biggest indicator that he's heading in the right direction is that he and I have been talking. He and I have been strategizing. He and I perhaps have a plan for the future and more. Man, I got to say, brother, while that is exciting as hell, you've got to do more interviews in the complete dark. This is such a... I keep thinking at it. YouTube video and you're just listening to us, go click on our YouTube. I'm sure we'll take a clip out of this just so we can show everybody how it's it's like I don't know. It's like talking to a, a video game. If game. it was anybody else, we'd be like, "This is terrible," but it's it, <laughs> it's yeah, so absolutely fitting. Yeah. The disembodied that. voice of the leader. <laughs> exactly. Dude, you're just a floating head it, it right rather, now, and it's creepy, and it's awesome. You're like evil Zordon. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. See, I knew, I knew having you on was going to be seamless, man. I knew we were going to have easy conversation. Very nice. Yeah, man. If nothing else, if nothing else that I provide, I'd like to think that I have a rather unique look and presence, but in regards to my ability to communicate, to talk, to entertain, this is this is what I was born to do. Mm-hmm. And, and in essence, and in essence, here is something for each one of you to think about, and this is something for your audience. I really want them to to really ingest this. I really want them to absorb this into every pore and fiber of their being. Regardless of what society tells you, if deep in your heart and your soul, if you are truly passionate about something specific, whether it be pro wrestling, whether it be music, whether it be art, what have you, do what makes you happy. Do what you are most passionate about. Regardless if it's conventional, regardless if it's outside the norm, regardless if the path entails you traveling down a rather rocky road if it is truly what you are put on this planet to do if it's what you are born to do is what you know deep inside this is what i have always been here for this is what i was born to do this is what i have been dreaming about since i was a little boy or a little girl and you have denied yourself year after year and you are drowning in a sea of regret And I say this because that's where I was for quite a long time. I was denying myself, 
trying to conform to normality, trying to conform to the world that the insectoids have built. Only that's not my world. And I never belong there. I create my own world. And I control my own destiny. And I would encourage each one of you, you three gentlemen, and everyone out there listening or watching right now to this program, Take control of your miserable little existence. You're only here for a brief moment in time. If you have an opportunity to do what you are truly passionate about, do it. Because at the end of the day, you either can live with the, the idea and the notion that, hey, I tried and maybe I succeeded or maybe I didn't, but at least I gave it my all, rather than always suffering in an endless abyss of regret. Think about that. I can definitely second that, man. You're looking at three guys right here that uh, are taking their passion for something and, and trying to build something out of it. You know, and when it first started, we wanted to get cool guests. And now we're getting cool guests every week. And, and now, you know, we want to upgrade our, our main... Uh, goal, you know, we don't think we ever spoke about this publicly, but we want to have our own sponsored show somewhere one day. We want to have a DWO sold out, if you will. And uh, one of these days, we're going to make that happen. And you know, then that's if that's you know the the highest goal we set, so be it. But we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. You know what I mean? And, and it, that's something we can second it, to follow your passion, man. No matter what it is, you know what I mean. The biggest thing is what you said is, you know, do it makes you happy. I think that is such a great, you know, credo to, to live by. You know, if you do that, you never, you can never be, uh, you're going to have, everybody has bad days. But at the end of the day, if you, you know, do what you love, then you have a work a day in the, your life. The right? amazing thing about that is that every individual that doubts you, that tells you it's a bad idea or you shouldn't do it or you should just, you know, do what's expected. When you actually start going against the grain and following what you're really passionate about and they can feel the honesty and the sincerity, the 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 absolute truth, uh, your aura, just it, it, exuberant with with the the pure joy and excitement of the fact that you're finally doing what you were put on this planet to do every naysayer eventually will become an advocate because they can't deny the fact that when you're truly doing what you were put on this planet to do you can't be stopped you can't be denied it's not to say that things are going to be easy it's not to say there won't be challenges or obstacles potholes in the road but your, your, your staunchest critic will become your greatest advocate simply because whether they do it publicly or they do it privately, they can't deny the fact that you are completely committed, that you are all in, and that you are doing something that unfortunately the vast majority don't do. You were willing to put everything, you were willing to gamble and roll the dice on yourself to make your dreams come true, to make the life that you want become a reality. That's what the leader does. That's what the leader enables my clientele to do. Again, I have the key. And the key unlocks who they truly are. 
I will loop this around to a close confidant and friend in the business, Mr. EC3, who had a movement called Control Your Narrative. Mm -hmm. Very much the overall mission statement of that movement, that creative movement, was for each individual to let go of the constraints of normality to finally realize the true art, the true integrity, the, the true passion that was inside of them to truly live the life that they were supposed to live to control their narrative. It's incredibly important. They're poignant words. They're words to live by. They're words to motivate and inspire. And now EC3 is about to embark on starting a new promotion in the Cleveland, Ohio area. Really? Exodus Pro. August 12th. Huh. You were not aware. August 12th in Cleveland, Ohio, Exodus Pro has their very first show. Featuring talent that some may recognize from the days of Control Your Narrative. There will also be talent there from Ohio Valley Wrestling. There will also be talent there from the National Wrestling Alliance. There may even be a sighting from a certain leader. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. May want to take that drive up, gentlemen. Yeah, I say anytime that a promotion does their first show, you know, they're they're laying it all on the table too. So those yeah. are the ones to catch. So I second yeah, that. Absolutely. If we can find a way to fit that into our calendar, by God, we'll be there. Yeah. Road trip. Before we wrap up, man, you know, we are, we about hit our hour here, but before we wrap up, are there any other shows that you want to plug that you want to, uh, get, you know, sell some tickets for before uh, we get off of here? This Friday night, WAW North America, a promotion based out of the UK a promotion built around the Knight family. Hmm. Are you aware of who the Knight family is? Brittany and and uh, who's formerly or now known as Soraya. Soraya. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Soraya, aka Paige. Yeah. Zodiac. Her, 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 her family, the Knights. This event is built around them to celebrate them. Her mother and father will be there. Really? In Tinsley Park, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Also appearing, the NWA Women's Champion, Camille. Okay. Her, her fella, Tom Latimer. A whole host of other outstanding talents. And perhaps an appearance from moi. That's this Friday. America in Tinley Park, Illinois. Outside of that, I believe next Sunday, which would be, oh, I apologize. Friday, August 4th, Batavia, Ohio. Spot Monkey Promotions returns. Another star-studded event featuring a match that all is of very special interest to yours truly. As one of Cincinnati's most wanted, Lord Crew, who stuck his nose in business, stuck his nose in business that had nothing to do with him. Uh oh. Lord Crew 
will face my close friend, my client, my confidant, my brother in arms, the prophet of pain, Amos. And in Amos's corner will be yours truly, David Barnabas Specter. And the reason why this match is taking place is because Mr. Crew unfortunately took exception to the fact that I, I voiced a desire to add the baddest man alive, Aaron Williams, to my ranks. To become yeah. the newest member of Darkness Worldwide. And Lord Crew took it upon himself to interject to defend his friend's honor. In reality, I simply think that Mr. Crew is jealous. Jealous of Aaron Williams. Jealous of the fact that I, instead of choosing him, chose Aaron. And now Lord <laughs> Crew, as talented as he is, as tough as he is, I know Lord Crew. And realistically, Lord Crew knows exactly who I am. From days in the boxing industry, hardcore music shows, I crossed paths with Mr. Crew quite a number of times. While Lord Crew was working for David Marquez and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, well, yours truly was also working for David Marquez in Memphis Wrestling. Hmm. Now our worlds absolutely collide. Next Friday, August 4th in Batavia, Ohio for Spot Monkey Promotions. And then next Sunday, August 6th, I once again return to Memphis Wrestling. My home away from home. If there is one territory of wrestling that yours truly is oh so fond of, it is the Memphis Territory. Such a rich history of professional wrestling managers dating back to the days of Jimmy Hart and his family. If you're only aware of Jimmy Hart from his WWF or WCW days, you Mr. are missing his greatest work because his greatest work was indeed in Memphis in his long-standing rivalry with Jerry Kingfish Lawler. <laughs> Speaking of Lawler, one day... One day, Mr. Lawler, I will get my revenge because Mr. Lawler saw fit to punch me right in the mouth. And he's got a receipt coming sooner, much rather than later. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a first ever for DWO. Uh, someone calling out Jerry the King Lawler. On our Love show. it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you for that bit of DWO history there. <laughs> also, you got a... Uh... Our boy Brandon Christensen, a.k.a. Uh, Snaps and Straps Incorporated. Great speech, sir. Um, also, be on the lookout, speaking of Snaps and Straps. Uh, Uh-oh. Coming soon, we might have uh, some new belts, some new champs in the Custom house. trios, championships well, uh, that we'll never put on the line ever. What? We'll keep you... Keep you updated. I'll, I'll throw down. Nah, dude, you gotta pay me. Well, you're, yours <laughs> truly looks forward to the day that you gentlemen are able to make your dream come true when there's a DWO-sponsored event, your event, because when that event happens, rest assured, I will be there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Look at that. We just booked our first ever 
All right. I just want to say, as as a fan of like old school wrestling and stuff like that, I feel like the modern the the modern product does not have enough of standout managerial managerial um, personas, and I think that you know on any level that that your uh, your work works, and I, I greatly appreciate what you do. Um, I've seen you in both FGW and Cincy Wrestling, and both times. Your your persona is I feel like I'm stealing because you're you're a high level talent and like you said man it's just it's a matter of time not a matter of if but just when so thank you because you're very sincerely appreciate that and the fact that you mentioned that there's not enough managers working within the industry today there are managers but there's not a lot of quality managers yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and one thing I will say here as we wrap up the program is I want to see the specific art form of the pro wrestling manager return. I want to see quality mm -hmm. managers performing everywhere. For there to be quality managers, individuals that decide to go this route have to be properly trained, which means that just being someone's buddy or girlfriend or wife or what have you, all of that is fine as long as you are properly trained. Because mm -hmm. if you are not properly trained, you are putting yourself and your fellow brothers and sisters in the industry at risk because you do not know what you are doing. And I am by far not an overly athletic individual. Obviously, because I am not an in-ring competitor, I am the leader. But even I am fully trained, courtesy of the great Cody Hawk and a slew of other amazing individuals that have helped give me guidance along the way. Individuals like Dr. Tom Pritchard, like Danny Cage, like Rip Rogers, like... Uh, Truth Martini, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. All of these individuals have given me nuggets of wisdom, pearls of wisdom, bits and pieces here and there to fill in the gaps of what I was missing. They all have helped develop exactly what I am, who I am, and the reason why I'm able to perform at this level is because I was properly trained. And again, always forever grateful to Mr. Cody Hall. Absolutely. The dude's got his, 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 uh, his stank on a lot of the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's not a, when I say stank, it's not a, a bad stank. thing. It's, yeah. It's well, a good th stank. Think, think about this gentlemen. So again, Sammy Callahan, one of impact wrestling's biggest stars has been that for quite some time. He was trained by Cody Hawk. Yep. AEW, John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose, a former WWE and a former AEW World Heavyweight Champion, a whole other host of accolades, also trained by Cody Hawk. Yep. And then you look at WWE today, and what is one of the absolute hottest acts there? L.A. Knight. Yeah. 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 Cody <laughs> Hawk. So think about that. Cody! Think about, the, think about the impact that Cody has had on 
professional wrestling in all of these different promotions, the fact that he laid the groundwork and the foundation for so many individuals. And I by no means would put myself on the level of the talent that I just mentioned. But by God, I'm trying to scratch and claw and climb my way up to a point where perhaps one day I can share the spotlight. Perhaps I can stand across the ring from a Sammy Callahan or a John Moxley or an LA Knight. Yeah. And all of that, the only reason why any of that is possible, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. is, is, yeah. Because, is because of the tutelage and the training and the patience of one Cody Hall. Shout out to Cody. Yeah, well, he's, def- he's definitely a guy that uh, we've had quite a few people on the show uh, now, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard his name mentioned. You Jake know, Christ. Not, you know, not even people that are from the same promotion. I mean, all different promotions, all different, you know, rookies, veterans, this, that. Yes, they're all, absolutely. it all comes back to Cody. And that's, that's a really cool thing. And, you know, you I, don't I, really hear the big, you know, news sites talking about him all the time. You know, they, he doesn't always get his flowers, but it's nice to hear, you know, when, when talent can come on and kind of do that on this platform. Well, but most certainly, and that's, and all the more reason why talent is willing to do that is because Cody is so humble because he, he, he's not an egomaniac. He doesn't always trumpet. You know, the, the fact that he has such a, uh, an amazing track record and success for training people. So it's like those individuals that he has helped to get to that next level. It's almost, you know, and again, I'm not anywhere near that level yet. But we all, I feel, you know, have a desire to want to make sure that he does get his flowers. I was very fortunate to be in attendance along with one of my absolute best friends, Chase Solo, we were in Las Vegas, Nevada back in 2019, and we were there the night that Cody Hawk uh, received the Cauliflower Alley Club uh, Trainer Award. Uh, mm. And it was amazing to actually see him get his flowers. And, and Moxley was there that night and, and did the, the, uh, the speech prior, uh, giving him oh, the, wow. the award. And, uh, and it was an amazing moment for, to be a part of that. To see someone that more often than not, you know, the, his accomplishments are unsung. And there's plenty of people out there. There's a massive amount of people that have been trained by Cody. And some of them will, will talk about it and some of them won't. But but I am saying that win, lose, or draw, whether he loves me, whether he hates me, whether he forgets me, regardless, I am always indebted to that man because he helped. He helped to basically finish the training that I started back in upstate New York, starting my training for a small promotion in Schenectady, New York specifically, with World of Hurt Wrestling, he took that basic foundation I had there, he added to it, he fine-tuned it, he honed it to the managerial field, he helped to make me the performer that I am today. There's no question about it. Absolutely no question about it. He properly prepared me for everything that I have done since that point in time. So I will always owe a debt of gratitude to him. No, No doubt about it. Shout out Cody Hawk. We're going to get him on the show. It's going to happen. You should, because he's got amazing stories. And he is helping to train and cultivate a crop of of micros. Yes, that is correct. And if you're not hip to the micro scene, 
those shows are incredibly successful. And in many mm-hmm. regards, they draw larger crowds than traditional pro wrestling events. Yep. So, so the, the just... fact that he's a part of that and on the road and helping to cultivate that crop of talents, like if you can get Cody on the show, you should, because he's got amazing stories to tell and uh, could certainly give you an insight into the world of the micros as well. And without question, that is, you know, wrestling is such a unique art form and wrestling is at a point now where it is very much like music. You've got subgenres of subgenres. There's a different flavor of ice cream for everybody out there. And pro wrestling is no different. And some folks like traditional wrestling, some like deathmatch, some like comedy, some like micros. There's something for everyone. And honestly, Cody has helped develop stars in all these different fields. He's helped develop comedy wrestlers. He's developed technical stars. He's developed deathmatch guys. He's developed micros. He's developed female performers. He's even developed old rickety managers just like yours. The common denominator. Well, speaking on the micro stuff, I actually had a a good friend of mine send me uh, a message. uh, I think it was last weekend or the weekend before uh she was at a at a micro wrestling event and she was like this is you know like never been to a wrestling event before in her life and she's like sending me all these videos and stuff like this is so cool whatever and i'm like yeah duh i've been trying to tell you that like listen to me once in a while <laughs> that that is the that is the catalyst to help to help open the door potentially to to create a new fan or perhaps to bring back a fan that hasn't been a fan in quite some time. Yeah, that's that's a huge component of being involved in professional wrestling now today. That sometimes I think some of our brethren have lost or don't fully understand is the fact that we are representatives of the business, and the, for the business to continue on, we always have to be looking for the ability to be able to either bring back fans that have not been fans for a long time or to bring in new fans. And for yours truly, I feel that I appeal very much so to old school traditional wrestling fans. For yes. sure. I, I bring back the the uh, concept of strong character work and strong storytelling. I make people think of days of old. I remind people of of people like Paul Ellering or Paul Bearer, the individuals that I represent are those those monster heels that perhaps work with Kevin Sullivan or work with Skandar Akbar or whoever the case may be. So it is an intentional tapping into the nostalgia of years gone by while also putting a fresh spin on things as well, making things contemporary, making things feel new and fresh, combining the old and the new to hopefully not just appeal to older wrestling fans or fans that haven't been into the product for a very long time, but also to hopefully bring in new fans, fresh fans, young and old. We are the greatest show on earth. Because Barnum and Bailey don't do it no more. Barnum and Bailey, they do not, but, but Barnabas does. And what Ooh, we do is so unique. That's a shirt, homie. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. But what what we do, it is it is such an eclectic art form, and we appeal to everyone of all different demographics, ages, race, color, creed, religion, sexual preference. It does not matter. 
people of all walks of life love this wild art form because it is so truly interesting and unique. Yes, sir. And we love, as performers, we love to help people escape, escape from the drudgery of normal life to help them to suspend disbelief for just a little while, to lose themselves in the moment. Mm -hmm. And if well, I can help facilitate that, if I can help people to forget their troubles and worries and focus all of their hate, disdain, and disgust at moi, I welcome it. I embrace it. Because the louder that they boo, the more that they jeer, the more, the more that my cold, dark heart just glows with joy, with true <laughs> love for their hatred of me. So if that makes them feel good, it makes me feel absolutely splendid. And realistically, that's all of our goal. Even here today on the DWO podcast, we are helping people briefly to escape their troubles and worries, listening to our dribble and our nonsensical, but rather lyrical interpretation of the world of professional wrestling through the eyes of the leader with that being said man thank you for coming on to our show absolutely you, man you were an excellent excellent guest we're definitely gonna have to have you on in the future uh we're gonna see you in the future at many of shows we may end up having to see you august 12th uh, i think about that spot monkey in between uh that revolver and SummerSlam. yeah we're that doing Friday's revolver the fourth we got the friday open that friday's open for me i'm just saying that sounds uh friday in batavia ohio to, spot monkey promotion amos you got me sold it, it is yes exactly <laughs> that is going to be a fantastic match i would encourage you gentlemen to come and stop out and watch a promotion on the rise and by all means i cannot emphasize enough cleveland ohio Saturday, August 12th, Exodus Pro. All Look right. it up. Become familiarized. Essentially, it is the next evolution from Control Your Narrative. It is the next step in the process of becoming something more. Exiting what wrestling has become and moving forward into what wrestling shall be in the future and beyond. And yours truly without a shadow of a doubt, will indeed be a massive component of this brand new exciting promotion. We can't wait, man. We uh, we absolutely loved, as Sifa said, we absolutely loved having you on here. And uh, we're excited to see you shows in the future. We're definitely going to try to make those uh, the best we can. And, um, yeah, just thank you so much for coming on. We, uh, you're eloquent way of speaking definitely uh left me speechless for quite a while and uh that's very rare so Had nothing to do with being a single dad no. Yeah. No. um in true david barnabas specter fashion i will say to all three of you gentlemen the pleasure was all yours <laughs> <laughs> all right well with that said Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, David, for coming on here. We really appreciate you. Uh, we have been the DWO Podcast. Buddy. I have been Big Rig. He has been Mr. Magnificent Mike Martin. He has been Wrestling T-Shirt Guy Cephas. 
and the man in the dark, Mr. David Barnabas Spector. Thank you so much again. Uh, check us out on all the socials at DWO underscore podcast at the DWO podcast. Go buy our merch. T public. Look, Mike's wearing one right now. Join the dead world order. Love it. So cool. Um, check us out, man. We're, we're constantly posting stuff. We're, we're, we're making a lot of moves. Um, if you go look, if, if you guys follow Tussle Mania, he just uh, tagged us in a post because uh, we're sponsoring him with uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver. I've uh, you can do, see him do his super awesome frog splash onto Madman Fulton. <laughs> How about that? Kiss our ass, Fulton. <laughs> All right. This is my boy. I'll pass that message along next time I see him. <laughs> Gentlemen. All right. Until next time, Top Dads, out. out.